0: Aspirus. Passion for excellence. Compassion for people. It's time for Aspirus Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. Some diseases that are prevented by vaccines like pertussis, whooping cough, or chicken pox remain slightly more common in the United States. On the other hand, other diseases are no longer common in this country because of vaccines. Immunizations have had an enormous impact on improving the health of children all over the United States, my guest today is Dr. Jason Chan. He's a pediatrician with Aspirus Pediatrics Clinic. Welcome to the show, Dr. Chan. How important, as a pediatrician, do you want parents to hear that vaccines are?
1: Uh, vaccines are, are one of the most basic and most important things that we do. Uh, preventative care is far, far more effective than actually getting an illness and, and being treated down the road. Um, vaccines are very, very effective and so effective that we don't hear a lot about a lot of these diseases anymore.
0: Well, it certainly is amazing the effect vaccines have had, but there are some controversy, Dr. Chan, with vaccinations. What do you tell parents that ask you about the schedule, about the risk of vaccines, and that supposed link to autism?
1: Yeah, so the vaccines overall are exceedingly safe. They're one of the most tested uh, medications or products that we have In the world, Um, millions and millions of doses are given yearly, and the chances of a serious side effects are very, very rare. Um, This is something that we actually do keep track of. Um, There's a registry for serious side effects from vaccines, um, and by and large, we don't see them. Um, There have been in the past several years some controversies as far as uh, a potential link between uh, certain vaccines and autism. Um, And that all stems from a a study that was done in the mid-90s that said there was a, that that they said there was a uh, relationship between the development of autism and a particular vaccine. Um, Since that study, this is something, again, that everyone's looked into, none of the studies since then have been able to replicate that Um, connection. Um, And I think it's important to note that just because something happens around the same time doesn't necessarily mean that there's a a relationship to it. And what we think happened was these kids were getting a shot around the same time that lots of kids are actually being diagnosed with autism. And that was part of uh, where that came from.
0: And just to be clear for the listeners, this was a debunked study. Yes, the guy even lost his license.
1: Correct. Uh, no longer licensed. He was from England. And yes, every single study since then have has had the exact opposite uh, results.
0: So that's great. Now let's talk about some of the vaccinations that you really want parents to know that it's important to stick to the schedule and have. So let's start with birth. What are, the, what are we giving our babies at birth?
1: Yeah. So the only vaccine that's recommended at birth is the hepatitis B vaccine. Um, we know that um, moms can sometimes carry the hepatitis B germ. Uh, sometimes they know it and sometimes they don't. Um, and we know that babies who are born to mothers who do have hepatitis B, uh, they're at much, much higher risk for actually getting that disease. So that's why we recommend uh, giving that dose right at birth. Um, it doesn't happen a lot, but when it does happen, it's a pretty severe liver disease that can happen. The schedule is really important, uh, the, the reasoning behind it is we want kids to get uh, vaccinated and protected from these diseases before their highest risk for these certain diseases. Um, so it may seem like a lot, but there is um, reasoning behind it.
0: Thank you for pointing that out. It's important to note now as they get into two, four, six months, what are the vaccines we're seeing?
1: Yeah, so you start getting uh, several more at this point. Uh, You do get another dose of the hepatitis B vaccine, which I mentioned at birth. Um, I will say that pretty much all of the vaccines that we give, you do need more than one dose, and that's just to build on the immunity uh, of subsequent doses. So, for example, the first time you get the dose, maybe you're 50% protected. The next time, it's 70%, and then, you know and so on and so forth. So, so you do get a, another dose of the hepatitis B vaccine. Um, you start getting uh, your first uh, diphtheria, tetanus and pertussis uh, inoculation, your polio vaccine, your haemophilus, uh, your pneumonia shot, uh, and the last one is, is called the rotavirus vaccine, and that's one that's actually taken uh, orally, you, that the babies actually drink that. Um, now, it sounds like a lot, but you really – only get three injections and the one oral vaccine.
0: So moving on to almost a year old, then mm-hmm. what are they getting at their first year?
1: Yeah, so at their first year uh, first year to 15-month uh, visit, uh, they'll get their combination measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. They'll also get their chickenpox uh, vaccine. Um, parents often ask me about the chickenpox vaccine because they remember, actually, having the chicken pox when they were little. Uh, I had the chicken pox when I was little, and at that point, it, you know, if someone had chicken pox, parents would actually send their other kids over to get it, to kind of get it over with. It was viewed sort of as a, a rite of passage um, of childhood. But what we forget is um, thousands of kids actually died from complications of the chicken pox every year. Um, so it wasn't just an itchy, rashy illness. It was actually pretty serious um, for a certain number of kids. So we actually do get the chicken pox vaccine uh, now, and we have seen much, much less of it.
0: So, Dr. Chan, to stick with the chicken pox for one second, what do you tell mm-hmm. parents that say to you, but my child's immunity will be built up better? if they actually get the chicken pox rather than get this vaccine?
1: Yeah, so uh, that's not entirely true. Uh, vaccines uh, work by stimulating the immune system. The question I often get is, don't vaccines weaken it? And it, it doesn't. It's the exact opposite. If we think about uh, the immune system as, then uh, to make it simple, simple, uh, a rudimentary security guards for your body. Um, at first they're not very good. You know, and there's two ways that they can learn. One is the bad guys can come and rob the store or you could get sick. The other way that the security guards can learn is hey, we can pass around pictures of the bad guys and then when they come near we can fight it off a lot quicker, and we won't actually get as sick. And that's kind of how vaccines work. Um, what we do is we expose the kids to the inactive pieces of the vaccine, so your immune system can uh, respond to those inactive bits. So if you are exposed to it down the road, your body will notify them off immediately. Um, you can't get, you cannot get sick from the actual shot. It just stimulates the immune system. um, So you get the benefit of being exposed without the downside as far as being sick.
0: What a great description. Really easy to understand. So Dr. Chen, as we move along into those toddler years, when it seems like our children are susceptible to many different germs, what are you giving our kids?
1: So in the toddler years, it does start slowing down, but um, they do get another dose of the uh, tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis vaccine. The other thing that we start actually, and this happens every year, is the flu vaccine. Um, The flu actually changes every single year. So each year, the vaccine has to change a little bit as well. Um, You have a lasting immunity to it, but it's just a new version each year. So the the flu vaccine you get every year uh, after six months old.
0: And then as we go 18 months to 18 years, as they (laughs) slow down a little, what are the most important vaccines we're going to see?
1: So going into uh, the middle school years, typically, uh, we do actually give them some slightly different or or newer vaccines. Um, uh, We actually update their tetanus. Um, uh But part of that actually is called the pertussis vaccine as well. Uh, pertussis is the germ that causes whooping cough. And that's something that's been around uh, in the news lately, because we've been seeing lots of outbreaks for it. I said earlier that um, you need more than one dose for a lot of vaccines. And this is a good example of that. You do get four doses of the whooping cough vaccine early on. But we found that as kids got older, the immunity started Uh, Waning, and we started seeing all these outbreaks. So that's why they added the whooping cough vaccine around middle school age. Um, The other things that we recommend at that age is also the meningitis vaccine. Uh, Meningitis is a very serious infection of your brain and spinal cord. Uh, Again, it doesn't happen very often, but it is very contagious, and it happens a lot of times in the middle school, high school, college years. Um, if you were to get it, the chances of um, being very, very severely affected from it are, are very, very high. Um, so the meningitis vaccine is another one that we give uh, in the middle school years. The last one that we recommend at this age group is the HPV vaccine. Uh, HPV is the acronym for human papillomavirus, and it's actually uh, one of the leading causes of cervical cancer in women. Now, we also, we we don't just give it to the girls, we actually do give it to uh, the boys as well, because it doesn't just cause cervical cancer, it causes oral and throat cancers and can cause genital warts as well. It's pretty impressive to me that in my lifetime, there's actually a vaccine that can protect against certain kind of cancers. Um, If you ask anyone, hey, would you rather get a series of two shots or cancer, I think that answer would be pretty clear.
0: Well, it certainly is amazing that we're able to see that. And back to pertussis for just a second as Mm -hmm. a mother whose son did get it in middle school despite the vaccines because he hadn't had that fourth dose yet. It's a nasty business. So I'd like to tell parents, make sure that you get these vaccines on schedule because it is not fun to go through that cough and that illness with your child. It's really pretty scary. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Chan, because you've given us great information. And certainly with the HPV vaccine, how important it is as a cancer vaccine now, wrap up all these vaccines and what you tell parents every single day about the yeah. importance of vaccinations in our country.
1: Yeah. So, you know, these things are exceedingly good at at doing their jobs. And, you know, part of the reason why we have to sometimes promote them is because they're so good. You don't. I mean, you don't see kids with polio anymore or uh, diphtheria anymore. So they're exceedingly good at their job. They're also exceedingly safe. I would not ever recommend something that I would worry about having bad side effects to. My kids all got their shots and did perfectly fine. I got my shots. Um, you know, they do a really great job. I think it's really hard to get good information nowadays, Um You know, the Internet is basically the Wild West when it comes to this sort of thing. Um, One of the trusted sources I like is the Centers for Disease Control website. Um, If you want to look stuff up on your own. The other thing that I encourage people to do is actually talk to their doctors about this. They know your child as well as anybody else and can discuss whatever concerns that you have. Um, Believe it or not, that is what they do for a living.
0: Such important information. Thank you so much, Dr. Chan, for being with us today. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to Aspirus.org. That's Aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.